Jingle, Jingle bells, backlogs swell. You have, have too many games. Have no fear. Nate and Josh are here. Ooh, that's exciting. Do help pick to help pick what, what you to play. play. God bless us, everyone. Master has given Dobby a sock. It's beautiful. Mm, it's, it's so beautiful. Welcome to the Hi, final episode of the Backlog Breakdown of 2019. Yeah. Well, I, I think we, we, we have a bite-sized in, in store. Yeah, that's but. true. That's true. But the final full-length episode. Oh, and it will be full-length. I don't even know what that means anymore because full length can literally mean anything from an hour to the length will be so full. <laughs> I don't know how much beef there's going to be in this episode, but it will be beefy and it will I'll be grass, grass fed beefy. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's true. It's not, it's not bite sized. It's family size. Your family can munch on this entire episode all holiday long. This organic grass fed beefy. I don't even know what any of this means, but here we are <laughs> I, well, for episode 40. I just, just before we go any further, there was mm-hmm. a thing I saw today. Taco Bell is apparently adding like 20 odd items to their dollar menu, Oof. like 20, 20 plus items. And I was like, that's a whole lot of T-pain in my, <laughs> in my bowels, T-bell pain. Nice. Uh, nice. I've never heard that reference before. T-bowel that, that makes sense. pain. Mm-hmm. And you make noises that sound like they're auto-tuned. <laughs> oh, natural auto-tuning. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty dangerous, actually, because that I'm, I am very often tempted by their dollar value menu thing. So, I man, used oh, to, man. when they did, like, the value meals... I used to mm-hmm. get the beefy five layer burrito meal all the time, like that five. And then you get the little bag of Doritos and stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. that was baller. And now I just, they don't do that anymore. But yeah. anyways, Josh, how are you, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing great. I'm, I'm doing great. As a matter of fact, uh, my class is ended. <laughs> exactly. I've had my Wheaties. No, that's Frosted Flakes. Uh, th- thank you, Tony. I'm doing good. Um, did I, I didn't even have cereal this morning. I made migas this morning. Um, anyways, I'm stalling. Migas? I'm doing migas? great. Migas? Mi- yes. What Do is you this? know what that is? Or is that just a Texas thing? I, I don't know. Okay. So, I mean, it's a, I might, it's, it might be like something that I know, but you have like fancy Texas talk for it. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I was going to say it's Mexican. It's Spanish. Uh, <laughs> um, well. so, so basically what you do is you fry, you get a pan you, you put some oil in it, and then you chop up some uh, corn tortillas. You throw that. You, you basically fry them so they're like tortilla strips. And then I do it with onions and green pepper. So, you, you know, you saute that a little bit. And then you throw eggs on that. And you cook it all together. I put garlic salt on it. And then I like to top it with sriracha after it's done uh, because I like that little kick to it. And it's delicious. That so, sounds pretty dope, dude. That was, that was Migas. Yeah. Whenever you come down south, I'll make some for you. Word. See, <laughs> I have a thing that I, I make that is not like that in, in mm-hmm. many ways. Uh, 
it, but it's I call it breakfast mess, and it's okay. Uh, you chop up potatoes. Yes, and then you I, you basically I did potatoes on the side. That's not technically migas. I also did sausage on the side, but again, not technically migas. So I see, just that's made a big old plate. That's see, like they, it sounds so much better with with meat products in it. Yeah, um, but see, that's the white half of me. The Mexican <laughs> half of me is like yes, migas, and then the white half of me is like no, but I need potatoes. Potatoes Irish and too. meat, but yes. you you make home fries. You fry up some mm-hmm. sausage. You mix that all together. Uh, you usually start with a sausage, or you could do ham or what bacon or whatever. But yeah. a breakfast meat. You make some home fries. You throw that in there, uh, and then you just you break some eggs over it, and you kind of just you just, sounds fantastic. You scramble it all together, and mm-hmm. then you put some cheese on top of it. And okay. I call it breakfast mess. I I have to ask just because I'm here down south. Do you ever put that in a tortilla? Uh, I have. Yes. Okay. Okay. And then it makes sounds... a mean breakfast burrito. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That or... sounds like something I would put in a tortilla. Yes. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So, so today Welcome has to been the backlog breakdown where we talk about food, <laughs> about breakfast and breakfast meats. Um, no, but it has been a good day. The past couple of weeks have been great because I finished out my class, so I'm not doing school at the moment, which has been very nice. Hooray. Um, you've been able to just catch up on a bunch of stuff. I have had a little bit more gaming time, which has been fun, but it hasn't all been spent on gaming. It's actually a lot of cleanup around stuff around the house, and I don't necessarily mean that literally, although part of that is literally with things like dishes that pile up. Um but, you know, just getting around to stuff that had been put off for a while around the house. So it's it's been very good. I'm I'm really stoked for next week. Uh, well, actually, no. When this releases on Christmas, Merry Christmas to all. I'm really excited for, for the next week because I'm off for most of the next week. So that'll you be good dog. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Things slow down after Christmas for me. They don't uh, they don't continue. I know. It's pretty rough for you because then you have all the returns of all the items. Mm. So the next yeah. month I know is, is is rough, but I'm I'm doing good. How are you doing, Nate? Uh I mean this week in particular has just been tough. Uh mm. it's mm. like I mean, just all of December just kind of like feels like a bit of a breakfast mess. Yeah, minus the breakfast. <laughs> minus just the mostly breakfast, the yeah. mess. Uh, you know, it's just peak season and like yeah. I said in the last full-sized episode that we did, it's just it's just rough. And it's just like the like you 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 just like you sort of fray after a while mm-hmm. and we're down like a whole bunch of people in the office right now. Um there've been multiple Oof. injuries. We have a couple guys out who Ooh. just had kids. Um, you know, and, but so, and it's like, that's good. The injuries are not, um, but it's, it's, it's kind of just like, it just, you're just like, oh my goodness. You just, it, it's so hard to just be patient with people. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, it's very hard. Uh, I mean, like, it's good. Like we're almost done. Uh, and for me, like next week I go in, I work Monday then I have Tuesday, Wednesday off. Then I work okay. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then, because I think New Year's Day I have off. 
And then I should have okay. the second off as well. I might get forced out on that one though. Yeesh. I th- but the the second is should be my scheduled day off. So you know, hopefully we can hope. One can dream. Um, yeah, it's been just a rough year or month. Blech. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just it's it's you know we'll talk about it more in the backlog report. But I mean, it's been good in the sense that like you know my next check gonna fat stacks, bruh, fat stacks. Hey, uh, I got the the one day I worked. There was a day this week where I had two and a half hours of overtime. I worked for eleven and a half hours. No, that's three and a half, like three and a half hours of overtime, and that's what I get typically in a week. So this week, I know I'm okay. getting a sizable chunk of overtime. Yeah, uh, so that'll nice. be cool. But it, you know, it's it's just it's just tiresome. Like you come, like you go. It's like we've all had those, those, those seasons of work and we all have them where like, it's just like you work, you get up, you go to work, you work all day. And then when you come home, like, you're just like, I have nothing. Yeah. And yeah, totally. that, that's sort of been, and that, like I said, that'll, that'll, um, Peter off here in the next couple of weeks. But anyways, yeah. but Dang I mean, dude. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just tired. Like, you know, yeah. in a sense, it's just been a coworker posted something on Facebook today and it had like this like life bar sort of gauge thing and said, <laughs> if, if real life people have video games, stat bars. And it's like, it's like this, this long empty bar and there's just like a little bit of red, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. a, like a fighting bar, like, like a fighting game life gauge sort of thing. There's just yeah. a little bit of red. It's like, just, just a couple more hits is going to take me out. <laughs> and, um, and that's sort of been what it, it but it, I mean, it's good. Um, you know, share with you and the guys in the Brochacho lounge. Uh, I had the opportunity to, to have a bit of a gospel conversation with a coworker. Yeah. And that was super cool. So if that's like, you know, I talked like Megan, I called her shortly after I had, had that, like when I was on my way home and we were talking about it and she, she pointed out and, you know, she's really good at that. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful for it. But she was like, listen, if this is the only good thing that comes out of this week, there you go. Yeah. That's a pretty good thing. And yeah, I was like, that's true. I was like, yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> it's, it's hard to stomach right now, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, yeah. It's just like, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that is good. But yeah, man. Gotcha. We're, we're, we're good. We're sort of kicking along. Hey, we got your Christmas card. Uh, that is a good look. Oh yeah. You guys uh, have a good look. You have a good looking crew there, man. That's it. Those, <laughs> those kids are cuties, man. Yeah. So, I don't know what got into them because they were like super photogenic that day and being like real real kind to each other so it was like dang I'm glad well, we got some pictures of that it's it's they were good pictures man so well thank you <laughs> i appreciate it oh <laughs> so well dude let's just uh let's get roll let's, right through Let's just get into this because, like, we we've we've got some stuff, some things yes. to talk about, um, things and stuff. So let's let's it. jump into this backlog report. Hey, you know what? I've got mine right here. My report. Ooh, okay. I like that. That snap there at the end. <laughs> I, was like, 
I, I, I guess you're supposed to like shuffle it and then you know like straighten it on the desk, but you know it just popped. So that's that's just that's what you get. That's what you get this week. That's Snap, what I got. crackle, and pop. <laughs> All right. So my report. Um, I actually haven't played. I they've not been very varied. Wow. I just used the same word twice. Um, no, just a few two different words that sound very similar. They're spelled entirely differently and that's used true. differently. That's true. One's an E and one's an A. I didn't even realize that. Dang. Thank you. Thank you for saving my butt there. Verily, bro. <laughs> Verily, yay. Um, so th- the game that I've been playing the most recently is Bloodborne. Yes. I'm really digging that game. You are uh, chewing it, through it too, man. Like you are I'm, chewing through that game. I'm surprised. I'm surprised because I went to go check like, okay, how far am I into this? Cause maybe I'm, you know, 60% of the way through the game or something like that. Nah, bro. And, uh, yeah, I know. I know. Like you're real th- close so I, to the end. <laughs> <laughs> I typed into Google nightmare of Mensis and it was like nightmare of Mensis is one of the final areas in Bloodborne. And I was like, Oh, Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, so maybe have you I, done? I've have just, you done the additional? Like, I'm sorry, I, I know I'm, I'm no, you're good. Have you done like the DLC stuff, like the old hunters stuff? No, oh. no. Can you do that before you finish the game? Yep. Yikes! Because I've heard I, it's rough. Detour that biz now, bro. Like, because huh. that's that's some sick content. That's okay. that's like I actually had to stop. Like, I was like, I was like, I'm going because I was like. I'm going to do all of the DLC and then I'm going to finish the game. And I actually quit, <laughs> like quit the game <laughs> okay. for like a week and a half. And then I was like, I'm going to go beat the game. And then maybe someday I'll come back and finish this content. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I literally just typed in old hunters DLC in Google. The third hit is a polygon article entitled want to play Bloodborne's DLC. Don't beat the game first. <gasps> yep. So, Okay. Yeah, like, I know that I've probably made it harder for myself in playing it a la New Game Plus. Well, I think I can load my old save. I don't have to do the New Game Plus. I don't know. I'd have to look at it. But, um, and and too, like, it's it's probably, like, a lot harder on me because I was a a skill build. And, but. Okay. Yeah, I'm a big, dumb brute. I'm just a big fat dumb stupid big beefy brute with a yes. big brutal axe <laughs> i've 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 noticed like some of the last bosses like so the last boss that i remember i might be wrong here but the last one that i remember fighting was the one reborn and uh he's just like this mass of flesh that drips off of the dark red moon like it was okay this game gets insane like it starts yep. off gothic horror and it like it it starts off pretty freaky like this game is is literally a nightmare Dude, like this it, is it the most nightmarish video game i've ever played it veers into like lovecraftian horror super quick it's insane like it's insane it's, it's okay awesome. so so you're you're pushing me here on the podcast cuz again i'm doing some google searching Right now, the Old Hunters DLC is 60% off on PSN. It's oh, $8. I thought you already owned it. No, I don't. No, I just mm. I just got the the regular one, the normal <laughs> 20, and now it's only 8 until the 23rd, so. Mm. <sighs> Do it. I think. <laughs> yeah, right. Do it. Okay. 
Uh, so that that might Let be the that might be adding to my you. do it. Uh, but it's the love. I do it for the love, actually, because I am really digging the game. I'm I have been surprised, um, and I mentioned this in the Discord as well, is that I do find the game to be easier now that I've gotten farther in it. Um, maybe that has to do with like I'm a I feel like I'm a pretty high level. I don't know. Or, or you just played the way you that played I'm Dark Souls three, right? Yes. Okay. Dark yes. Souls three and Bloodborne are very similar in their speed and their cadence and like their pacing from all from all accounts. I don't know because I've never played Dark Souls three, but like they mm-hmm. they have like a lot of similarities. Um, and so you're probably in a lot of ways like you're already sort of like versed in the context of the game and like the right. the language of the game, so to speak. So yes, yeah, yeah. It that has definitely helped. Because I have found as well, you know, like I just said, this game is a freaking nightmare. Um, and I love it for that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, like, don't play it. No, it's it's great. Um, but it is, like, really... Fr- like, the whole game is geared towards... And this is something that Dark Souls does really well. Is that the, the boss fights are intentionally um, there to freak you. I mean, there there are certain points throughout the game, even without... Even not just boss fights, but even certain traps and certain enemies that are there to literally just scare you. Like they're there to jump out and scare you or do, subvert your expectations in such a way that you need to play a different way in order to beat them. Um, and, and they aren't as menacing as they seem at first, if that makes any sense at all. Um, they're these huge, you know, enormous monsters that do these huge swings at you and they seem like, you know, they can take you out in one hit because of how, like, for instance, if you've played Blood, Bloodborne, the amygdala, holy freaking, oh my goodness, that thing, the first time I saw it, 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 it makes my skin crawl. Did you remember, okay, do you remember in the last, um, the last full size we did and you were like, something yes. just grabbed me up mm-hmm. in midair. That was that's what amy- it was. Yeah, uh, that's what it was. That was one of those mm-hmm. things, the, the amygdalas. Yes. Yeah, because I okay, went so back. Okay, so now you finesse. Yeah, after that. You have enough insight. Well, I beat the I beat the the spider thing, so so now I can see them. I I didn't know if it was an insight thing or if it was just the thing, because you know the old dude in the chair like pointed out towards the river, and so then I'm like, what the heck am I supposed to do? I walk to the edge. There's nothing there. I'm like, I don't know. I literally pulled out my phone because I'm like, I don't want to just die and lose you know fifteen thousand souls or, or not souls. They're blood echoes in this game and lose all my progress like what the heck and so i googled it and there was a there was a, a thread i think on game facts or something and it was like just take a couple steps off just take a leap of faith and so i was like okay cool just so that i know and i did that and then you fight all the spider thingies and the big fat worm thingy and then after that uh now i can see all that crap and see all the lesser the spider worm yeah, well, yeah, it's called a spider, and it has a ton of spiders around it, but it's really a big fat worm with a weird cocoon head. It's like a weird slug spider. Yeah, yeah. gross. That thing. hits freaking hard. Like I did not think I was going to beat it. I literally used my last blood vial when I took him out. Um, dude, and the worst part about that fight too is like he spawn. It's got all those little dumb spawning yeah. things. Like all the little dumb spiderlings that come mm-hmm. after and you, and they hit hard, like, which is annoying. Everything that boss, and then doesn't he do like a magic yeah. thing where like he shoots crystals at yeah. you? Yeah, 
So you have to constantly mm-hmm. be running around, or else you're gonna get mm-hmm. you're gonna get smacked around, which is what ended up happening. I hated that fight. It was. I hated all those <laughs> fights, I, and at the same time, I loved yes, them. That's how I, I feel. Because like, when you're done, when you're done, you're like, <laughs> you suck in your face. Yeah, it's like I I'm like there was a there was a commercial years ago. It was about like showed some portly gentleman uh, mm-hmm. wearing a sports jersey. And you're you're made you you assume that he's playing a sports game and that he wins apparently and he throws down a controller and he goes who's number one who's not? and then he gets out of breath and, uh, <laughs> and it was sort of like it was like basically Ooh. saying like quit being a lard butt and Ooh. go do stuff and uh, I was like that was like that's me <laughs> that's how I feel when I play but, Bloodborne <laughs> it's like I get up and I dance around and then I'm like I'm exhausted yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So, th- so the difference between Bloodborne and Dark Souls is that in Dark Souls, I, again, I I just gravitate towards this playstyle of being a big, stupid, dumb brute um, that can hit hard. Um, and it, with Dark Souls, you can have shields, which are great because they actually absorb your damage. So you can there's shields in Bloodborne. There's a They're shield. Worthless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the the what you call it the the description for that shield is fantastic. Um, cause it basically says this is worthless, um, and don't use it. Yep. Like it makes fun of you if you want to use it basically. Um, yeah, I knew that going in actually, I had heard that on some sort of a podcast before. So I was like, yeah, I'm not even going to waste my time with a wooden freaking shield when like the first enemies in the game carry torches. Like this is stupid. Um, so, so with dark souls, I usually do turtle up. I usually use my shield so that I can, you know, get a feel for the boss before I start fighting. And with Bloodborne, they don't give you that luxury. It's like dodge out of the way. You don't know what's coming next. Just do it, run around and, you know, then you can try and swing your axe. But because I have a two-handed axe, it's got quite a long range. So I can, yeah, I can dance around for a while. Got a nice little health bar and stamina meter and all that stuff. But anyway, so Bloodborne. Dance around and shotgun parry. (laughs) See, I don't, because it's two-handed, I don't use the gun very much. Um, Because I'm just a big, stupid, dumb, That hurts my heart, Joshua. Yeah. No, that takes too much finesse. I'm stupid. I'm like, I'm Mm. rolling around. But it's, it's quite effective. Most of the bosses at this point, the past like four or five bosses, I haven't died more than twice. Um, and probably half of them I've been able to beat on the first try. So I don't know if I'm just like way over leveled or what, but because I'm around like 75 at this point, something like that. So, I was, I mean, I was like a hundred and change when I beat the game. Okay. So, okay. you know, but, and I know that I was pretty over leveled yeah. for every fight that I oh, went Oh, dude, into. the first Dark Souls that I played, I put 60 hours into. Um, and I was, mm-hmm. I grinded a lot in that game. Cause like when something came up that I couldn't beat, like I would go and grind. So, yeah, totally different experience if this is your first Souls type game. So, um, anyways, no, I'm loving it. I'm dig- and, and apparently I'm towards the end, which makes me sad, but I might pull the trigger on this DLC. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> that, that's a very good impression, by the way. Um, okay, so outside of Bloodborne, um, I've been playing Contact, and I know I've been saying that for the past like month or two. Um, I've actually finished it up earlier today. 
So I'm going to try and make this brief because I've already waxed poetic on Bloodborne. But um, Contact, it is very ambitious, but I feel like it was unfinished um, for for mm. multiple reasons. I could see... That's a Suda51 game, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's Grasshopper Manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't know until like halfway through when I was playing it and I just pulled up some reviews on YouTube and they started talking about it and I was like, whoa, really? Because this is not an action game. It's a... Yeah. It's an RPG style, but it, it feels like um it feels like Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles where it's like almost like an MMO, but single player, but it's compacted. Mm into a ds game um so in that sense they do it well but okay so when i say it's ambitious um the way that this game works is sort of like final fantasy 2 where um if you in order to gain more hp you have to take damage and then Mm. you'll grow so in order to do well with a certain style of weapon you have to continually use that style of weapon um, so your character has like 40 different stats. Okay. It has like, he has oh, like geez. different elements. He has different types of attack. He has like your walk speed is a stat that you can raise by walking around, <laughs> which naturally happens in the game. Um, so on the one hand, it's like, okay, this is really interesting and you can really abuse this if you want to. Um, but it also gives you a lot of different options because there are things like stealing that you need to gain levels in order to do, uh, fishing, uh, cooking, things like that, that I didn't really do much of. And I feel like maybe if I stopped and thought about some of the, the way that the game was going, I might have had a better time if I tried to branch out a little bit more. Um, but because I was more kind of like hardline critical path type, I was playing it like that. I kind of ignored I ignored the cooking almost entirely. I, I did a little bit of it early on. Um, but there are just certain things that you can abuse. And there, the, the entire layout of the game, there were two moments in particular where in order to progress, I needed to go back to areas that I had already been and talk to specific people or walk through certain walls or dark areas in a previous dungeon in order to find a certain item that I need to take to a certain other person in a different part of the world in order to trade from that person to get something else that was critical for continuing the story. Um, so there were things that like that that were like, okay, I, I went to the internet <laughs> and got the answer to this riddle. Um, they, the designers, the developers of the game should have marinated on this a little bit more and found a way to point you in that direction. Does that make sense? They're, yeah. They're, well, it's like there's, there's a lot of obtuseness to older games. Yeah. Like uh, one of the Metro or uh, Castlevanias, and it's mm-hmm. like there's like a crystal that you need to find, and nowhere in the game does it mention that you need to find this crystal. Mm-hmm. Or and But it's like if you don't have it, there's just a point of the game you can't get past. That and sounds it doesn't like two. Say like, <laughs> I've, yeah. I've played one and three. I haven't played two. And, uh, but yeah, there was like an, uh, like there's some like, there was like some sort of like, I don't understand it, but there was just like this weird like design philosophy where it's like, we're going to make you look for this thing, but we're not going to tell you that you actually need this yeah, thing. Just travel the world. And it's like, 
that's terrible. Yeah. What really stuck out to me is this was literally hidden. And I understand that the second quest of the original Legend of Zelda does this as well. Um, so I, yeah, but this was, I mean, this game came out in 2006, I want to say something like that. So maybe, you know, maybe yeah, it is, but I'm looking second at it quest in Legend of Zelda, you have to beat the game the first right, time. Right. Exactly. And it's like, and yeah, the, the, there's a bit of a, yeah. So anyways, yeah. So there are things about the game I admire. It is very quirky. It is earthbound esque in how strange things are. But also, you can see a lot of heart in the game as well. Um, it's not as as um, definite, as defined as Earthbound is, but it it is similar because video games don't usually attempt to approach that style. Um, it feels similar to that, and I think it gets um, it gets compared to Earthbound a lot. Uh, so mm. there are definitely things to like about it. But it really feels like you have to get past some big flaws in the game in order to in order to see what the developers were really going for. Um, we I mentioned it before we started recording, um, but the ending of the game it's not a cliffhanger, but it it just kind of cuts off at the very end of the game. The last boss fight was really cool. Um, but then one of the main characters just up and leaves and you're like, um, okay. And then the credits start rolling. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I don't even, what just, what just happened? Cause there's so many loose ends through most of the game. You don't know what's going on for the most part. Um, and then one of the main characters just leaves and you're like, uh, what? So, uh, there is some, post credits stuff that that wraps it up a little bit but i also i i needed to go to the internet to kind of get some other opinions and, and how to interpret it so it made a little bit more sense to me it just feels like it was rushed and there were certain things that that the game was trying to say because it's it breaks the fourth wall hardcore i mean the entire game the conceit is you are you are not playing the game there are three main characters there is um the scientist who ropes you and this kid Terry into basically collecting some different items. Um, so it's you as the player, and then Terry is the guy who you can control at times, but at other times he can break away from your control. Um, but the scientist can talk to both you and Terry. So there are these three main characters, including you. So the whole game is sort of fourth wall breaking, but especially at the very end of the game. Um, and I just feel like there, what the game was trying to say at the very end could have been done a lot more eloquently if it was given more time to mature, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's a very abrupt yeah. cutoff, and it felt, uh, honestly, it felt unsatisfying until I kind of got some more input from other people on the internet as to their interpretations of it. And then I'm like, okay, I can see what they're trying to do. I just don't think it was done very well, if that makes sense. So, um, so my, uh, I'm very mixed overall. Um, it's, it's not what I expected it to be. It definitely has some good things and I think they were going for something. It is certainly a unique game. There is no other game that I've ever played that is like it 
which is why I compare it to something like Xenoblade Chronicles. And even then, that is very different. I mean, mix Xenoblade and Earthbound and put that on the DS. <laughs> you know, like, the, the, none of those things go together. <laughs> um, so hmm. if you want something quirky, then, then you know, the, go ahead and pick it up. But at the same time, I, I just can't in good conscience wholeheartedly recommend it. There were, there were too many fundamental flaws, at least for the way that I play video games. So anyways, I said that I wasn't going to take very much time, and I have, so I apologize. Um, the only other game that I've played recently has been Dragon Quest Builders. Um, it's getting much more complex than it did in the beginning, and it doesn't feel as much like a pick-up-and-play game. Like I feel like I have to dedicate more time to it. Um, so that makes mm. me a little sad, uh, but it's good. It's still a really good game. It's just like, oh no, there's so many different resources that I have to manage now. <laughs> like the part that I enjoy the most is like going out and adventuring. Um, so, but I'll, I'll continue with it. My kids love watching it. So it'll, it'll get finished eventually. Um, but it does feel like I'm going to have to dump a lot more time into it in order to progress, but it's a really good game. Um, so what have I been reading now that I'm done with video games? Um, I am currently a few chapters into a book by a man named Jocko Willink. If you've ever heard of this guy, he's got a podcast. He was a yep. Navy SEAL. Um, he is a hardcore dude. Like if you listen to this guy talk. Dude's intense. Yes, it, that is the word to describe him. In capitals. Yeah. Like. Any yeah, sentence that intense. he says is just like get after it you know like man it it, it it pumps you up for sure um so i'm listening to and he narrates it along with his and the uh his his the co-writer of the book has the a same like gravelly very intense uh voice as well and they both read the book which is fantastic but um so th they were known for the first book that they put out was extreme ownership I have yet to read that book. Um, but the second book that they put out, this the one that I'm listening to, is The Dichotomy of Leadership. And this one, okay. um, it, it uh, apparently, from the introduction, it attempts to make a more, uh, to take a more measured approach than their first book and talk about, like, balancing, balancing extremes, if that makes sense. I mean, obviously, extreme ownership. Um, that one's talking about, you know, like, anything that you do, like, just own it. Don't, don't put the blame on anyone else. Um, and this one is talking about leading and um, how, yes, you need to have extreme ownership, but that does not mean that you need to micromanage. That just means that you need to take ownership over what ends up happening in the people that you are leading. Um, so it's been, again, I'm just a few chapters in, it's already been really good. Um, and I'm just thinking on how to apply uh, some of the stuff that it talks about and I'm getting ideas, which is great, especially as, uh, you know, 2019 comes to a close, 2020 is coming up. So looking at the new year, it's like, how can I implement some of these things uh, for the teams that I lead at my church? Like this is, this is good stuff. So I'm really enjoying that. Um, institutes and Valley of Vision are coming along slowly, but surely I'm not going to finish the first half of the institutes this year. Uh, yeah, that's just going to take too much. Um, and I'll finish when I finish with the Valley Vision. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, memorization, not doing great. 
Um, it's most, it's been maintenance is all that it's been recently, um, because it's been kind of spotty. So, uh, it's, it's really just going over the stuff that I already thought that I had memorized, if that makes sense. So that's my report. Thanks for watching. Goodbye. Nate, how about you? (laughs) Um, uh, I just went before I forget, uh, I, I mentioned it pre-show, but, uh, Making it season two, I think, is is like in totality is available on Hulu, and that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like some of the only television I actually like watching, um, and it's 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 just a fun show. I mean, Nick Offerman, dude. Every time he laughs, I lose it. Like, really, his laugh is hysterical. Does he, he does he giggle? Dude, it's it's pretty special. Like I can't. <laughs> I mean, he's he's freaking Ron Swanson, right? Right. Right. We know that he can grow that glorious mustache. He mm-hmm. grows like a wicked beard. He made yep. himself a. He's made himself several sweet canoes, and he makes uh-huh. ukuleles. He's just a oh awesome kind of guy. Um, very yeah. craftsy, kind of cool. Um, but he laughs like his laugh is like there's such a disconnect. He does this. <laughs> it's like really wow it's hysterical and it's like it's so sweet and endearing and yeah i'm just like man you seem like a really nice guy yeah i'm just anyways it's just like um but i i love that show and i don't care and i it's it's weird it's like one of the only things i get really involved in uh, and care about Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> now that that's out of the way, I just, I, hey, if you're not, if you haven't watched it, go watch Making It Season 1, because I think it's really fun. It's just, nice. it's just like, it's very wholesome, uplifting TV, and it's just very, okay. like, okay. very cool. Um, yeah. Nice. Uh, that's things that I have been consuming. Uh, Persona 5, just play more mm-hmm. of that. Uh, I, we, we talked a little bit about it, like, I really there's a part of me that's like frustrated with, I, I just feel like I wish there was like an optimal path option in the game. Yeah. I'm really enjoying the game. Um, and I know that basically sort of built into it is like, you need to sort of navigate life as this kid. I just feel like there is so much going on. It's like, my life is already kind of crazy as is right now, <laughs> especially right now. Um, like they're like, Hey, here's some teenager drama. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> like I just sort of like stall out, and um, anyways, so but I have it's to, good. I have to interject. Would you rather be playing Persona Five Day Simulator or Death Stranding when you get home from a long day of work? Mm, Death Stranding. I'm actually like I've been side eyeing that pretty hard. Okay, um, okay, because like I, the the carrying. Uh, anyways, like. I, that's i don't know okay. neither I, I, one of those sounds like great exactly yeah i didn't mean to derail you i was just making a joke <laughs> that death stranding is nate mckeever simulator 2019 a, a hideo kojima game uh starring norman reedus <laughs> yeah. uh, and the magical fetus <laughs> norman reedus and the magical fetus but um oh <laughs> uh, uh but yeah i beat Another palace. I'm at. I just beat the spaceport of greed, um, and I, I think you know. It, and again, like the story is like becoming more clear. 
I, I am enjoying it. I really like I like the grind and the the like mm-hmm. I love the combat sections. Uh it's the narrative just sort of is kind of like it's just it's hard to keep up with it sometimes. But that's okay. a persona game in general. I don't know. It's that like I said, the day manager stuff just kind of drives me a little nuts. Yeah. Uh, and it's not because it's bad. It's just because like there's like the completionist in me is like, you must do everything. And I'm like, but there's not enough time. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so uh been playing that still. Uh, and I think I should probably be able like, I know we only have like a week left in December, like mm-hmm. a week and a half. I think I'll be able to get it done before the end of the month. Oh, so. dang. I'm I'm hoping even if I don't like I'm just like I'm gonna uh, I'm I'm beating it this time like I'm gonna beat it and then I'm gonna put it away and uh, anyways uh, playing Division Two with what <laughs> just beat it oh just beat it <laughs> anyway like sorry it. that was bad L- that little was bit bad. of a oh, King of Pop man <laughs> dude like no no yeah, that I love Prince they need. <laughs> You are the worst. <laughs> I know. The worst. Um uh they were both very odd men. Yeah. Uh Division 2 with my brother and Parker uh mm-hmm. is just dude. <laughs> Sorry. That is that is magical. <laughs> Absolutely magical. Uh my brain just broke a little bit. For those of you who are going what just I'll, happened I'll cut he it showed out. me a picture no dude you need that picture needs to be posted <laughs> in the show notes like linked to in the show notes somehow um it's magical anyways <laughs> norman Reedus and the magical fetus it's so wonderful it's so bizarre um division two uh luke and parker uh, it's more division two it's fun like it's it's a cool little like hang out and chill and talk and BS kind of game. Yeah. Uh, which is good for me right now. Um, I, st- I, p- the other night I picked up my switch and I did not fire up breath of the wild. Cause I'm not quite ready to jump back in those. That's like, that's okay. too much. Like that in persona five, I'm like, no, I, I just don't have the energy, uh, mm-hmm. fired up a, a little turn-based sort of like, um, strategy RPG called into the breach. yes dude that game is like i i was like oh i can play this for like 15 20 minutes you know while i'm doing like waiting on this other thing and then next thing you know it's like 45 minutes later i'm like playing the same loops over and over and over again and i'm just like "Eh." and i played it before it just but i like that game it's fun it's like a fun little like jump in sort of like play around for a little bit and it's it's like it's fast and it's kind of low stakes in a lot of ways. Okay. Um, you can just jump in and play it. It's it's like, in my opinion, it's a, a sh- it's a should play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, it's one of those games that like, it does like the turn-based sort of grid-based strategy RPG stuff really well. You can play it in smaller doses, mm-hmm. but it also like, you can play it for a few hours and still just walk away going like, whoa. Like what just happened here? It's it's <laughs> yeah. It's just fun. It's like a really good game mechanic. Uh, I can't remember. It's the, I just listened to an interview with the one developer, uh, the one guy from the team. 
Yeah, I don't know the team name, but they made FTL. That's the one. Yeah, it's it's the guys who made FTL, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's cool. It's very cool. Like I, it's like a very like it's a very condensed like the game. There isn't a lot to the gameplay. It's just sort of like you do the same sort of things. They there's some variance and stuff, but it's it's cool. It's a very cool game. I I recommend it. That's um, awesome. I've I've heard really good things about it, and Epic Games gave it away the other day, so I picked it up on PC. Um, I don't know if you follow them. They give away games every week. Uh, I know there's people who have big problems with Epic Games and like their practices and whatever. I don't know anything about that. I just pick up the free games. So yeah, if if I had like a beefier PC, I probably yeah. would care more about that stuff. Uh, as it is, I'm just kind of like, eh, I I can't really play much on this laptop. So yeah, uh, I, I can you. I can play some stuff, but it's like, eh. It's just yeah. like someday I'll build like a decent PC and then I'll care about being PC master race until then <laughs> yeah, I will be no. a PS4 plebe. Um, <laughs> or, well, Hey well, man, you're saving up for PS5. So like you, PS5, you, you got it. You know what you're doing. That's awesome. P PS5. <laughs> Get in the game. Um, anyway, so that's all I've really been playing. And, and even there okay. it's like, I spent like my days off playing Persona Five, um, pretty much. But like nice. throughout the week, I just don't play a lot. Yeah. Because um, if I do, I end up staying up too late, and it just—it's been like twelve-hour days and stuff, um, which is rough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, as far as books go, uh, I haven't done much reading. Which at some point in time, like we we could probably do the first the first well. The first episode of next year, we could talk about like our goals going into yeah. the new year. Mm-hmm. That would be, but I want to read through Anna Karenina and the Institutes okay. next year. I think those are like two of my big like reading goals. Um, but I, I've been listening to a bunch of like audible shorts. Okay. Well, a bunch of shorter books on audible that I either had or like picked up for like a dollar or something like that. Um, there was one, it's called the burnout generation. And I would, it was interesting to to listen to it. I think I end up landing in a very different spot than the author in some ways. Yeah. Um. But I also think she made some good points. Um. It, it's like it's like a two three hour listen. It's, okay. It was. It's it's not long, uh, but I was like, oh, this is okay. This is cool. Like there was some stuff that they sort of ended on and I'm like, um, Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but there were also some good points that I think they, that she brought up and I was like, yeah, that's, that's good. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's worth a listen. Uh, okay. like I said, it's not like a wholehearted, like this is really great. It's like, eh, this is good. There's some stuff where I'm like, I think you're missing the mark, but mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Uh uh, dude, I finished Watership Down, um, okay. which that book, I actually want to read it physically now. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, Peter Capaldi was the narrator on that. Nice. And uh, he did a really good job. And so I'm like, man, and just like listening to the story, like there were some moments where I was like, I have like dirt in my eyes. <laughs> Why? What is going on here? Um, just some like very like just very touching moments 
in in some of it and just like it was it was like it was the best kind of like suspense in in a story uh if you would have told me like one of my favorite things that i listened to slash sort of will probably read in 2019 was a story about rabbits (laughs) i would have been like you on drugs um but i really like it really recommend it it's like that's kind of a everybody should check that out Uh, i just think it's 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 kind of like a a a literature classic sort of thing Mm -hmm. so um i've been listening to it as a bigger thing i picked up ben folds um from ben folds five and then Mm -hmm. ben folds uh i i've I've enjoyed his albums. Uh, Rock in the Suburbs is like one of my favorite albums. Uh, okay. Sort of, it's like one of those Highmark pop albums I just love. And he just, yeah. you know, that nerdy sort of like, not quite emo pop alternative stuff he does is really good. Yeah. Uh, but he's got a, a I, it, I, I guess it's an autobiography. It's called uh, A Dream About Lightning Bugs. Um, and it's just been yeah. really interesting and really sort of like heartfelt and touching and just sort of makes me admire him in a lot of ways. Um, uh, just listening to like, cause it's, it's like, it's talking about his music and his journey and there are other things where it's like, there's parts of me that really are sad for him because it's like, I see the choices that he's made. Um, and like, I mean, I'm, I, I'm still kind of a fan. I like his music. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm like looking at some of those choices and I'm like, man, that's sad. That that makes me hurt for you. Um, yeah. Because like, anyways, but that's, it's good. It's, it's, I endorse that book as well so far. And I mean, if, if you've listened to Ben Folds, it's like, dude, he's, and, and, but there's some language and stuff and it, it's, it's good. It's, it, it's like heavy in the best possible ways and it's real and vulnerable and like, just it's sort of like all those things that we kind of all the buzzwords that we like and all the things that we like and it's very <laughs> it's very authentic um yeah uh paul maxwell's new podcast has mm. been sort of yeah it's pretty dope um i've been enjoying his return to the podcasting the the podcastosphere uh yes but yeah, he's uh, just like that's sort of been like the standout content. Uh, like you know, glad he's back. So, uh, as far as like any lifting, I did no lifting this last week. This last yeah. week was just awful. Like I worked ten to twelve hour days every day, and it was like yeah. just sort of like wore me down. Yeah, uh, but. So I didn't lift it all this week and I did sort of keep up on like my devotional reading kind of, I missed a day or two, but like my memorization is basically like I've listened to Galatians chapters one and two a few times, but as far as like doing any of the actual work, I'm like, eh, uh, which, you know, and, and again, we'll, we'll talk about that in the, the sort of the. The vision casting for 2020 episode. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and just like another like quick thing, dude, uh, you know, if people haven't listened to it, your last bite size was phenomenal. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I know in some ways, like I'm, I'm bumping like our, our podcast stuff, <laughs> but like, dude, that was like, I was really, I actually saved that to my phone because I was like, I'm going to listen to this one again. It was just really helpful. And, uh, sort of like, 
I'm I'm actually going to be trying to implement the bullet journaling, a, a modified re-implementing mm-hmm. the modified bullet journal system sort of thing, uh, and trying to be a lot more intentional about some of that organization stuff. But just even sort of like the idea of like, you know, breaking down your goals into smaller manageable bites, managing like by the quarter mm-hmm. stuff like that. I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, that's really good. And three months is a quarter, not four. You fool. Oh, did I say four? Oh, I think so. Genius. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just busting. Your, <laughs> I'm just busting your chops. Yeah. Just busting your chops. Cause I'm a jerk. <laughs> Also, didn't um, talk about video games on a video game podcast. So, yeah, well, dude, I mean, like the, the <laughs> part of it is just like uh, the being responsible and doing, like, you know, the, there's there's going to be like some self improvement sort of vibey stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, but you know, I I, I meant to ask you pre show uh, before we move in because that's that's really all I have. Uh, this whole Bethel praying for that little girl thing, man, isn't that oh, just like, I know this is like a bummer and I, but it's just like, man, uh, we have some, like, this is, this is just sort of like it's behind the curtains. We have some friends that are involved in a church that is, and she, she posted some okay. stuff by Bill Johnson. And then I saw this and I was like, I was like, and I've been really like on the fence about saying like, eh, yeah, because um, it, it's just like it's one of those things that we need to like. Megan and I were talking about, and we need to have a conversation with them because we love them; they're yeah. our friends. Like, you know, um, we've known them, you know, for years, and it's just like, man, like this is really not great, guys. Can we, like we. Can we talk about this? Like, yeah. just like, uh, so, and, but then I, it was like, it, it was just sort of like, you know, Bill Johnson has sort of been because of that, you know, and then with this whole stuff coming up, I was like, man, like it made me, and maybe this is not very godly. It made me want to go down that church and like punch him in the face, <laughs> like over and over and over <laughs> and over again and be like, you wolf, you freaking dog. like. I just want a good elder or shepherd to go and just chase that wolf out and shoot him. Like not literally shoot him, but like chase him away from the church, keep him away from God's people. Like you are an evil man. And I don't think you, you know, I don't know if he intends, like if this is an intentional or if he's just self-deceived or whatever, but I don't care. It's like, I, I hate what I see there. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I hate like the hurt that that man is propagating. Right. I hate like the lies that they sort of like, and I hate the way that w- they will try and sidestep this thing. And I would just want to be like, no, this man is a false prophet. This is a wicked movement and you guys need to stop because you are hurting yourselves. Right. And, and, and the more you people press into this, the further from the true gospel you actually are. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I don't, maybe that's, hyperbolic statement well well the problem is that this this whole thing is the logical outworking of what they've been they've what their message has been for a long time right so you see someone who actually believes what they've been saying and in a very tragic situation like i'm i'm just like dude people are and and okay i'm a calvinist okay i understand 
like I I I understand uh, the the deal with apostates and they weren't they went out from us because they never were a part of us. Like I get that. Don't get me wrong, but but suffering to this type of degree, it, well, it's just the blatant hypocrisy is going to cause people to leave the church in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 yeah. like I mean it's like freaking the other side of the coin with Fred Phelps and his church where like that is not a real church and what they preach is not the gospel. Um, this is just the flip side of it. Instead of preaching um, what looks like to us hatred, they are preaching what looks like to us the prosperity, you know? And I say, I say it that way just because I don't believe either of those terms actually define what they were saying. Um, yeah. So well, it, that's where I'm just like, uh, this, this is a stain on, the the global you know just like the the culture's view of what christianity is yeah did you see costi hen's response to this i didn't my wife posted it and we talked about it um and and i've been meaning to but i didn't i started I to, to watch it um but then i had to get into you know but i'm like man like because like i i watched like a three four minute clip where he was like saying like no this is what they're going to do with this is this is how they're going to sidestep it and it okay. was like and when he's breaking it down and saying but but like yeah okay so the little girl wasn't resurrected but look at all the unity and look at all and i'm like i'm like i was like i was like watching that and i'm like i'm like oh this makes me want to like like go like fight someone even yeah. more now because it's like when you see like that level of insidiousness it's like you can't even like cop to the fact that you people were wrong about this that you've misled people that you've abused their trust now it's like but we did good no you didn't like oh okay i need to just like <laughs> calm down because i just like <laughs> I, I i spiked my mic um, ready to but it's like no you didn't you you're you're freaking deluded yeah. but like just like uh you know uh it just it just hurts like to watch that. Right. I mean, like I mean, we've talked about like with the diaconate stuff, like the care of the church, like the physical care of the church is like very near and dear to me. And so like when I see people abusing any no no, granted, like like my pursuit is is more geared towards in many ways geared towards my local congregation. Mm -hmm. But just anytime I see like people abusing the church in general, yeah. Like I get angry. Um yeah. And and I think, like I said, in some ways, like it has, like it 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 cuts a little deeper because we have friends who I think are sort of like on the fringes of of this stuff, and, yeah. it, and it concerns yeah. me for them. So, mm -hmm. anyways, yep we've got a we've got a Bethel plant here in Austin, so oh. that's fun. Oh yuck! Anyways, anyways yeah. well, let's <laughs> move on to better nicer kinder things like i just yes. i want i i you know we don't often dip into like sort of like cultural things in the the evangelical reformed spheres like yeah we uh, usually leave that for the bro hangs yeah the free shows well and that's where where it really did <laughs> if belong. you want access <laughs> um you know because most of the time that's where we keep it but like man i just was like and then it just sort of popped up. I was like, I, I, I want to ask Josh about this. So there you guys, yeah. that's a bit of a sneak peek of some of the stuff that we, we talk about in that guys. Uh, well, yeah. we talk about other things too, but like, like politics. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes let's just, um, you know what? Cause 
I could get derailed right there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's my bad. Let's just pump the brakes so, here and move into our main topic here. Yeah, so the end of 2019, the end of the decade, um, we're going to take a little time to stop and reflect on what this past year has been like. But for is each it of really us. the end of the decade? Because I'm pretty sure that the decade mm-hmm. ends next year in 2021 because there was no De- year zero. Right, but I thought that does that occur with decades as well? See, I thought that was just. I thought that was just I don't a century. I don't like think first, it matters. Second, second. Yeah. I'm just being. That's a, true. I'm being a turd. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as the year ends, the calendar, the, the, the Christian calendar year. <laughs> um, yeah. We're, we're just going to take some time to, to look back on 2019 and kind of assess, you know, like you talked about. Uh, next time we're going to be taking a look at kind of just some goals for the next year and probably some other stuff as well. Tackle our top 100, maybe. Let's see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, that's, but, that's, we have, we have gathered the results and we have created <laughs> a beast, a fiend, a scourge. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there, there has been, there are more games on that list than I expected and there has I'm I'm surprised by some of the entries as well. So, but we'll talk about that later. Um, not on this episode. This episode is about 2019 and about, uh, yeah, just looking back and seeing where we've come over the past 365 days, give or take, um, and a quarter, I guess. Right? Yeah. If you want to, if you want to get technical, you know, since we're being technical. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, that's fair. That's fair. Since uh, So it's only fair. One thing I will say just at the outset, um, and this feels kind of like pandering, but I mean this from the heart. One thing, one tool that makes this a lot easier of year end review is the GG app. Oh, it's dude. It's actually when we were doing like a little bit of like the pre-show prep stuff, I pulled it up so I could like count the things that like, well, for, for, well, let we, the first part of our topic is let's sort of look back over our personal stats, like yeah. games we played, games we bought, um, you know, that sort of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, and anyways, in the, the, the pre-show when we were sort of like doing our little bro hang chat and stuff, I actually pulled up uh GG and used it to go down through, because I, I basically everything that I beat went into a list this year. Um, yep. I actually kept track of my purchases too, but I don't think I was as spot on with that. And mm-hmm. I've actually set up my game playing goals I have um, basically I've I've set up my game plan stuff for next year in advance. 
and I have three categories. Yeah. Uh, I have what I'm calling the 2020 takedowns. And so that will be the games okay. that I, I beat. Um, I might actually create a fourth list just to, again, sort of me- like sort of keep track of uh, the games that I buy. But I don't plan on buying a ton next year until, well, hmm. My strategy on buying games is is sort of being revised. Yeah. But anyways, and, and I'm trying to buy a PS5. So yeah, anyways, mm-hmm. but not to get off track, which I did, but uh, <laughs> I have the 2020 takedowns. Then I have what, uh, basically 15 games. Uh, and so the, and my goal is to play through one game a month on that list with, and I have three alternates. So it means if I start to play something and I just really am not feeling it and I want to play something else, I've built in sort of some buffers and, uh, you know, just like if something happens or if I start to play something and the equipment that I have to play that breaks or, you know, whatever I build in buffers. So, and and sort of some alternates, so I have 15 games for that. And then I have basically sort of a list I call the short list. And it's a bunch of stuff that's like under 12 hours uh, so that I could play in a sitting or two um, with like, or, you know, basically it's just shorter stuff that I can sit down and beat within a couple of sittings, uh, maybe as like palate cleansers. Um, but mm-hmm. so that like, I've, I've been using that a lot lately. Uh and just, I know he doesn't listen to podcasts, but shout out to our boy, Charles. Uh, you are making something very good. I, uh, I yes. actually showed it off to my brother-in-law who works, uh, he does like IT and uh, some system stuff. And he was really impressed with it. Um, so nice. trying to sort of like do the good, the, the, the GG work there. But yeah. So yeah, no, totally. It's yeah. I mean, I'm, I do this, this similar things as well. I have my list of games that I finished in 2019 and games that I've purchased. Um, I, I did keep that separate from, you know, like I, I mentioned earlier, Epic games is giving away games every week. I don't keep a list of those just simply the ones that for the sake of backlog golf, which we'll get to in just a second, um, that I actually spent money and purchased. So, um, but those lists are super helpful um, because they're on the internet and the internet never forgets. So never. <laughs> um, so yeah, what taking a look at just some personal stats over the course of the year. Um, and it's funny because uh, we've kept this separate backlog golf is, you know, a huge part of 2019. So there's going to be a little bit of overlap. Um, but just as I look at this, I have finished, um, so many more of my games this past year than I have in previous years, even if they were much smaller experiences, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, but I've been able to to knock off a lot of games from my backlog. Um, some that I had been meaning to tackle. I mean, just as I'm looking at this list, something like Attack of the Friday Monsters. I had been planning to play that, I mean, basically since I purchased it. Um, but for years that had been sitting in my backlog and I finally got around to playing it and it was a great time. Uh, something like Gargoyle's Quest uh, for the the Game Boy. Um, I remember, geez, from the early days of, of video games, having my Nintendo Power subscription and having them talk about that and wanting that game. 
So like the fact that I was able to actually play it and, and the fact that it still holds up even today, uh, it, it was great to be able to play. So, um, I, yeah, all that to say is that for 2019, the big thing that sticks out to me, it, well, I guess some stats before we go into kind of generalities is, um, on my list of finished games in 2019, I have a total of 45 games. Holy um, and, smokes, dude. Yeah. That, well, that sounds, that sounds crazy, but then you also have to take into account that, uh, seven of those were metal slug games. Mm-hmm. So those are games that were beaten in like a two to three under hours. An hour. Yeah. No, I'd say I'd say an hour each. Dude, well, really, you're much I mean, better than I am. Because <laughs> well, I mean, the, t- the two that continues. I beat took me like a couple hours of pop. Really? I'm, okay, I'm well, dude, maybe I'm I'm slow. Like, there's a part of me that just like every like if I can sort of find a nook and cranny, mm-hmm. like not that there's really anything to find, but. <laughs> Yeah. yeah i'm slow man like back off yeah. back off bro <laughs> no that that's cool i just i thought i mean it's been a little bit but i thought those were those were more like an hour but then even some games like it'll do was maybe three hours uh the beginner's guide was an hour an hour and a half two hours maybe maybe mm-hmm. two maybe three attack of the friday monsters was maybe like four I don't know. I mean, basically what I'm saying is a lot of these games were really short. Uh, Comico was the first one that I finished yeah, this that, past year. That was short. Really, really short stuff. So, um, and one of our, we'll get to this later, but one of our brochachos uh, mentioned that he doesn't, you know, he didn't feel the need to pad out his backlog golf numbers. And I did, <laughs> you know, like I took the opportunity of like, okay, um, I, I want to knock these games off my list. Like, let's just, let's just plow through them, you know? Yeah. I'll, uh, and it does, I don't know. There's like this psychological thing of, um, it's sort of like gaining momentum, right? Like you can knock out a few of these games over the course of a week and now you've just gained or, you know, gotten three negative points in backlog golf, you know, like it feels good. It, it it feels like more of an accomplishment than just like, oh yeah, I spent an hour playing video games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even uh, I'm, I'm looking at some of these recent ones. Final Fight was a really short one. Chippendale 2 was really short. Uh, and then those two arcade games I talked about um, last week, Sun Sun and, and Pirate Ship Higamaru. Yeah. So like I've, I've played a lot of tiny games. Um, I've had my share of, of big games like uh, Dragon Quest Eight and... Octopath Traveler, and I say my share, that's like four, five games this year <laughs> that have been long, um, but most of them have been really short. So that's one of the things that, that kind of sticks out. So my stats, 45 games finished so far this year, that does include Contact, um, and then games purchased is at 23, which is more than I would have liked, but I picked up a PS4, so shot myself in the foot there. <laughs> yeah. What what are you looking at for for 2019? What does it look like for you? Well, so far, um, I have 28 games beaten. Um, okay, nice. Yeah, uh, and some of that is like DLC. Uh, the spy I counted the Spider Man DLC in that. And, okay, okay. Uh, and so and like I said, I'm not sure that I kept up with the purchases as, uh, but it's. 15 in there yeah 15 purchases okay and i think i'm i'm missing a couple so i bought like 
yeah, you know, we'll say 16, 17. And I plan on, uh, there's some stuff that like, I, I'm going to try and beat Persona 5 before the end of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. I realized that like, I've been like, Into the Breach, you can beat it. Like, and so, and that can be fairly quickly done. So I'm going to try, I'm going to try and beat that sort of roll through that. Uh, yeah. There's some stuff like on my list of playing because I've, I've been just like, I like anything that I started, I'm like, ah, I can, there's some stuff that I might abandon. Um, like, mm-hmm. uh, Poyo Poyo Tetris and, uh, okay. maybe Chasm or Dead Cells and Overcooked, you know, stuff that I'm like, eh, I'm not really going to come back to this anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, but then again, there's a part of me that really wants to pick Dead Cells and Chasm back up. So I don't know. Uh, actual Sunlight's on my playing list, and I'm like, I could probably be that in a few hours. I don't think that's super yeah. long. Um, so there's some stuff like I'm going to like try and sort of chew through that I'm just looking at here. I might even just pull something off the short list to play. Because uh, there's, there's like, I might try and finish Celeste out before the end of the year because I've been meaning nice. to uh get around to that um there's a couple but anyways there's there's some shorter stuff where i'm like i could just like like sit down and maybe like over christmas break because you know outside of family stuff um it it depends but either which way i'm like eh. i sort of managed to keep a play two by one rhythm which yeah. is yeah. really sort of if I'm going to have a rhythm, that's the one that I want. I'd actually like to like <laughs> yeah. bust it out, maybe like play three by one or mm-hmm. stretch that even further. Um, but well, and just sort of even in talking about like, you know, and I don't want to get too far ahead. Uh, but like there was some stuff like when, when I, I was doing really well up until the point where we bought the VR and then the VR sort of okay. kicked off the spending spree for me. And so, I mean, like stuff that I bought this year just to, was all VR stuff. Well, not all, but mostly VR stuff. There were a few like outliers. Like I picked up Fell, Fell Seal and mm-hmm. um, the Children of Morta game. Uh, Ooh, now, Children of Morta, dude, I'd been eyeballing that from years ago. Like that when that first, oh, wow. the first time that thing popped up and I looked at it, I was like, I want this. Like, <laughs> and, uh, like I had seen that a, a year or two ago and I was like, I, so when I saw that it actually was coming out, I, I sort of did like a little bit of fangirling and, uh, <laughs> but I mean, there was a lot of stuff that I bought and like, of course, so like anything that I bought and played, I took two points on too. So no, right. um, so right. like Felsil, I bought that and I played that for a few hours. So there's two points against my negatives. Moss bought it and played a few hours and i fully intend to go back to that actually something that actually megan and i will probably play with my nephew cademan in the future um as well so nice psychonauts uh legend of zelda Link's awakening division two children of morta Ooh. Uh, i'm talking so well come on <laughs> nate get it together and world next door world next door was like this weird puzzle game that i picked up for like three dollars and uh i'm like yeah i'll play it at some point in time but then Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, and and some of the stuff too. Like, actually, I can't even really count um, as far as because, okay. like, 
Chrono. Well, no, I can count Chrono Trigger because I said that was. It's a different Chrono Trigger on DS is different than Chrono Trigger on SNES. So I did count that. Right. Right. Um, yeah. There's, but like, yeah. I mean, I went back. I think one of the things that I like really enjoyed was going back and actually the DLC for Spider-Man actually encouraged me to go through reinstall Horizon Zero Dawn and in, re- install the the DLC for that and play through that. And that was a good time. Uh, nice. Got a couple Metal Slug games that like, because you hooked me up with that copy. Um, that was fun. Dude, there was a game and we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it later. Uh, Cause we're going to, you know, we're going to cover some of this stuff, but there was a game I played called Burly Minute C. Um, uh-huh. And I think I talked, it was like a sort of like a, a novel. Like it was like, basically it's like a choose your own ad- adventure kind of book. Okay. Um, and it just has all these branching storylines. And basically I got like, I don't know if it has a platinum or hundred percent or whatever. Um, but it was like one of the games that I, cause I did platinum a couple and I did do a hundred percent on a couple. Like I, I hundred percented, uh, Spider-Man hundred percented, um, wow. Burly men at sea Spider-Man hundred, the, the platinum for Spider-Man is not that hard. Uh, okay. it's, it's pretty doable. There's a little bit of like grinding and sort of like, or not grinding, but like chasing stuff down. But, uh, there's some stuff like, uh, tales from the borderlands. Dude, that was actually one of my standouts. I really enjoy that game that actually turned oh, wow. me on to just that whole uh what was it telltale style telltale. game yeah anyways so yeah there was a bunch of stuff that i played and enjoyed the mess out but yeah 28 games and that's the stuff that i just like you know there's a lot of stuff that i was sort of playing like i have a bunch of stuff that's in my playing list right now yeah. um that i haven't really so there's been just a pile of stuff, you know, it's like, yeah, I think like the, the thing is like, because of backlog golf, I just played a lot more games this year than mm-hmm. I think I have in years past, which eh, that's, you know, pros and cons. Like it was fun. It was fun to sort mm-hmm. of like chew up giant chunks, like to watch that list sort of shrink and say, no, like I've actually played this thing that I've been sitting on for right for forever and a day. It was, it was good. Uh, anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is, which is interesting because I don't, uh, you know, like, well, we can go ahead and roll into, I guess, backlog golf then, um, and talk about that a little bit more is that I think for me, it was very, um, it was very helpful to view and to really consider, uh, even for something like nebulous, you know, video game points or whatever, um, to really have to stop and be like, okay, this game is on sale for five bucks, but do I really want to buy it? Like, do I really want to, you know, am I really going to play this? It was just that extra enough that it was that barrier to like, okay, am I just buying this to buy it? Am I just buying this because it's on sale? Am I just buying this to put it in my collection? Or am I actually going to play it? Um, And one of the things that I noticed as I took a look over my list just earlier today, I have not bought a single game that has released in 2019. Mm. That is crazy to me because I, because I own a switch, you know, now I own a PS4 as well. Um, And I will say 
I was gifted a game that came out in 2019, and I'm very excited to start in on that one in next year. Um, So it's not that I don't own any 2019 games, but there were a lot of games, especially on Switch, that I want. Um, I want Astral Chain. I want Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses. I want uh, even uh, Damon X Machina looks good. I've heard great things about Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, wasn't Super Mario Maker 2 this year? Yes. Or was that last year? Okay. That was yeah. this year. So there's, there've been, a t- po- even Pokemon, like I'd, I'd enjoy Dude, well, that. Link's, I don't Link's know when I'd have time. came out, man. Yep. Yeah. And Link's Awakening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's, a t- I'm not saying, like there are a ton of really good games that have come out this year that because uh, I would say in large measure due to Backlog Golf, um, it has caused me to pause and be like, okay, well, do I really... Do I need that right now? And the answer mm-hmm. so far this year has been no, I don't. Mm. I can wait till it goes on sale. I can wait till I see someone on Craigslist who wants to offload it for a good price. You Dude, know, I think honestly that has been sort of like the, for me personally, the most beneficial part of Backlog Golf is mm-hmm. that, that, that sort of that meta game has been just enough incentive to like, Help me pump the brakes. Like now there's some stuff like yeah. I bought, I bought Borderlands three and I bought Link's mm-hmm. Awakening and I bought, you know, there's some other stuff yeah. that I was like, you know, yeah, I'm going to like pull the trigger on these things. Um, but like for the most part, like it really did help pump the brakes because like, you know, and I'm not going to say that like th- there have still been some sort of like impulsy type buys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it's like I listen to a podcast. Well, you know, okay, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid was actually sort of like prompted by Micah's Bite Sized. Yeah. And I was listening. I was like, man, I really just need to like give this game a crack and mm-hmm. just sort of see what it's like, you know, what it's about. And uh, and then I think I'll, I'll probably, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but uh <laughs> you know depending on how that that game feels but it's it's like it was just like it was just enough of an incentive to be like do i really want to take the points on this thing and uh you know at times like too like dude like it was like a real gut check because it was like well i don't have to take the points on this thing and i was like no you do if you're gonna buy it take the points you, you right you <laughs> and it's like well i bought it so i should play it and i'm like yeah you play it, you got to take points and it's like so even there it's like pumping it's like it helped sort of focus mm-hmm. and narrow yeah. like narrow my vision a little bit and sort of uh you know i think that that was like the helpful thing and it, it's i think that part of the meta like even if i'm like just sort of doing it for my own sort of benefit or like i may keep that meta just to sort of help act as a restricting agent in my own sort of because like dude like yeah it's i mean we've talked about it was like our very first or second episode where we talked about how like it is so easy to oh that that might be fun to revisit actually post backlog golf um mm-hmm. but just like the 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 meal the uh, meals and on wheels geez i don't know where the steals yeah, and deals on wheels but like going for like yes. the like the, the, the sort of like that that sort of being like oh it's on sale like the steam sale stuff you know yeah like that the whole mentality and it's like um you know just one of the things that i've even thought about is like uh and you know parker like obviously like i'm, I'm a vote with your wallet guy more than mm-hmm. but but parker's sort of like 
we were talking a little bit and there's some stuff that i picked up on black friday um yeah there was actually i picked up i i didn't count it because i got it for free because i had mm-hmm. a seven dollar gift card to gamestop <laughs> and but mm-hmm. i got anthem for free <laughs> it was oh, like wow. it was on okay. sale for like five bucks and i was like uh yeah okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this gift card and because uh, Parker really likes that game and it's something we can play together for a little bit. Yeah, um, sweet. And listening to him, him and my brother talk about it the other night, I was like, okay, like I'm willing to give this thing like a crack and, and sort of see what it's about. But it's, uh, yeah, it's just like stuff like that where I'm like, just wait till Black Friday, like kind of cultivate yeah. a list of like things that you want to pick up and th- they just keep an eye out for a deal. And it's like, I think about like totally. Diablo 3. Like I picked that up. I didn't, I didn't have to take points for that because I own that, that version of the game on PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, I waited, like there are so many times I was really close to like pulling the trigger on it. And it was like, when it was like 25 bucks on Amazon, I was like, okay, like now's the time. Like this, this is where I need to pull the trigger on this thing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, stuff like that, you know, it's like just, like that that meta was helpful in sort of helping me pump the brakes and actually play what I have. Um, you know, it's like I still bought new stuff. I mean, I bought a whole bunch of PSVR crap. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but yeah, I I don't know. Backlog golf. I you know I was I was pretty just sort of in the end. Like I was just like I think it's been sort of a net gain, a, a net positive. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I ended up with well, right now I'm sitting at like a negative eight or a negative nine. Um, okay. You know, like I said, I might pick up a couple of more, a couple more points by the end of the year, but I I'm, I'm content with that. Like I'm happy with that score. Like the fact that mm-hmm. I came in under par is sort of like a win for me. Yeah, uh, totally. So uh, how about yeah, you? That- what was your score, man? Like, where'd you, so, so with contact beaten earlier today, I'm sitting at a negative 24 because oh, of all those little games. Beastie. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's because I have such an enormous backlog as you've seen. I mean, I've posted it in the group before um, my Excel sheet of, you know, including steam games. It's like 600 games. It's stupid. That's like in um, the biggest loser when they, it's like they're like, there's some people who like, they stop losing as much weight because like, well, it's like when you do that, like that weight off stuff, have you ever seen that? Like where it's like people do like these, like lose weight challenges and like the people who have Mm -hmm. like a ton of weight to lose, they drop like really, really quick. And then people who are like, who are like, yeah, don't have as much weight to drop. It's like a, it's a bigger Mm -hmm. fight. I'm like, well, My backlog, my backlog is still fairly chunky, but it's not, it's not the 800 plus games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever it's sitting at. Um, it, right. Exactly. If it were a ratio, I would be at the very bottom, you know, it, because of, because of what I have. So, um, it, and it's because I was able to pick, I mean, like, you know, the rules were geared towards people like me who have huge backlogs, who have yeah. games that you can choose, um, and you can actually, but I was thinking now that I've beaten contact of tackling one of the Kirby games that I have on DS, cause those are generally pretty short and maybe I can knock that out before the end of the year and get a final point for some reason, arbitrarily negative 25 sounds pretty good to me. 
So yeah. I'd like to hit that before the year is out. I'm not going to hit that by beating Bloodborne because that was a game that I bought this year. So I won't get any points for beating it. Um, but I do see myself beating that before the end of the year. So I'll probably do a Kirby game before the year is out just just so that I can I can finish off at negative 25. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it is due in large measure to those really short games. But the positive side of that is that most of the, I mean, I can't think of many of those, those short games that I played that I didn't enjoy. Like I, I, I wouldn't have played those games otherwise, but the fact that it brought those up to the forefront, like I am stoked that I played through the metal slug series. Those games are really fun. And I say the series there, there are more to that series, but you know, the first six games in the series, like, that was a lot of fun to to play through. I really yeah. dig those games. So, and I had owned that collection for a long time and and hadn't really gone through it. So, so that was it was super fun. Uh, no, and I I enjoyed like yeah, playing those the those first couple. And I'm like, yeah. I got sidetracked, but it's like it's definitely something that like yeah, if I want to sit down and actually play something and just sort of chew through it, there's mm-hmm. uh, definitely an opportunity there. Yeah, if if you got someone there, like co-op on those games is a lot of fun too. So um, hmm. I would highly recommend that. Maybe I'll see if Megan wants to co-op that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if she it, doesn't mind the gore. Well, maybe it'll be something where, yeah, we've talked about Megan in my co-op misadventures. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. But you have unlimited coins and limited continues, yeah. so... It shouldn't. I don't know. It, it, I don't know. Like it. Well, and I'm not really any good at those games anyway. So it's like I can't be oh. mad at her. Watch. She'll probably be like. It'll probably be like one of those things where I won't play with her because like I just feel dumb, and she's really good. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Maybe that could happen. Um, yeah. So uh, so those are some of our kind of general thoughts on backlog golf. But we did ask the brochachos as well, our patrons. We um, have a new brochacho input. We do. That's true. The techno funk boy himself has joined the fold of of brochachos. Yes. So he's hang- and he's already he's jumped in with both feet, man. He's in the Discord, chatting it up, uh, helping us out with our Excel sheets. Um, yeah, he's the man. He's- now he just like he needs to just like write us a theme song or something. That'd be super oh, cool. Oh, uh- <laughs> I no, likey. I- I'm just saying he is a great uh, member. Very stoked to have him as a brochacho. Um, and now that he has the link to the Discord, you know, at any time that he decides to stop doing the patron thing, he'll just like lurk. Um, but anyways, so brochachos and their thoughts on backlog golf. So the first uh, person to respond, I'm just going to throw it out in the order that we received them, was Wesley. Um, and he said that Backlog Golf was definitely super helpful to have a whole group of people participating in the metagame, uh, sort of like we were talking about earlier. Uh, he said this spurred me on to try to knock out as many as possible, leading to me leading to rediscovering games that he had bought that were instant classics, franchises that he had stopped playing due to time, and eventually beating more games in a single year than he has during the entire past decade. And if you look on the Backlog Group you will see that, that is true. I think he's sitting at like a negative 55 or something. Like it's it is ridiculous is what it yeah. is. Yeah. Like every week he's like, yeah, so I completed these five games 
um, you know, they were okay or whatever, you know, whatever it is, whatever comments he has. I'm just like, how do you do? I mean, and we have talked about in previous episodes about we don't. He's understand. a time lord. He, that that's it. That's what it is. That's that's what it is. Um, so his final thought was that he looks forward to seeing how things get changed up for 2020 to see if he can keep up a similar momentum. And it's funny re-rating his comments because it's like, I feel like that's kind of what we just talked about. And I say that because like he made this comment, obviously, before we started talking. So I wonder how much of that we got by osmosis and we have just been parroting Wesley's thoughts this entire episode. Let me check my eight ball. I don't actually <laughs> have one, but... Chances are strong. <laughs> it, Definitely, it, it could maybe. Uh, <laughs> or, or we've just had similar experiences that um, it has been really good for us personally and where we are as gamers just over the past year. And hopefully, like we, we will continue to uh, integrate what we've learned over this past year. Because, yeah, I mean, like I said, it, just that barrier has, has really helped me rethink purchasing my my purchasing habits because uh it's gone crazy in the past so um no it's super helpful uh so mr techno funk boy um backlog off he said that he abandoned it after a while um he said it was definitely designed for the exact opposite type of gamer than he is because he buys super cheap games like games on uh, good old games that um, are like 60 hours long. So it's kind of crazy that he spent $4 on the forgotten realms collection on good old games, which produces a plus five in golf because of all the games that it can't like the original purchase was a plus one. And then each of those games is plus one. If he decides to play all four of them Um, where other people drop $60 on a game and it's only plus two. Um, so he's just not into short games, so he's not inclined to meta it and play a bunch of short games to pad out his score, which is the exact opposite of what I did. Um, so he said that halfway through the year when he was holding back from spending a dollar fifty on a game because it hit his score, um, he decided that it was just dumb and that he didn't care anymore. So it was fun to watch, but he hasn't been actively playing for a while um, because he found that it just wasn't for him. And I love that comment because it is like the other side of the coin of what we've been talking about, how it has been beneficial for us. Like Mr. Techno Funk Boy was able to recognize that it just wasn't for him. Um, and that what he was feeling, like the frustration that he was feeling because of the constraints, um, he was able to recognize that like it was just for a different type of gamer. You know, like yeah. when he, when, when he, when he, when he uses terms like super dumb, he's talking about the way that he's feeling. He's not talking about backlog golf. Like he doesn't have anything negative to say about golf itself. He's just saying like, this is dumb that I feel this way. So I'm not going to continue to put myself in this situation. Well, and and the thing is like, he, he like backlog golf was geared towards those who have large backlogs and want to yeah. prioritize playing the games they already have. Whereas, yeah, you know, it just like, you know, we, we know him and uh, we've been friends with him for a while and he doesn't, he, I mean, he might have a sizable backlog, but it's a lot of it is like, he's very sort of thrifty and mm-hmm. he's, he's constantly a generation or two behind, you know? And yep. so he just buys and, and it's like he said, you know, He's he's buying stuff on the cheap for like four or five bucks, 
and getting yeah. hours of entertainment out of that. It's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, uh, you know, and we actually toyed around with, and I don't know if we're going to do it this year. I, I, I think at some point in time, I wouldn't mind. We, we talked about sort of like the, the backlog arcade variant. Um, yeah. yeah. And we're trying to sort of figure out the rule set on that, but it would actually sort of be more skewed. Like in some ways it would be more skewed towards people like him where it's like, mm-hmm you spent X amount on this, you got this much out of like the game. And like, so like there's sort of a, a a system that we're trying to sort of figure out for that, but that's neither here nor there. But um, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I, I appreciated that comment too, because it was like, well, you know, in, in a lot of ways, I think, yeah, backlog golf has been a net positive, but it's been a net positive for a very specific type of, enthusiast so um yeah yeah you know and 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 i think too like i just appreciate the fact that like you know he's like it's not for me and i kind of i enjoy watching it from the sides but then i move on and i'm like you know that's just like commendable i i i appreciate that attitude personally and i that's kind of in a lot of ways i'm just saying like i i think we'd all probably be a lot better off if we just say instead of being like oh this thing sucks blah 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 blah, that's not for me cool move on like be done mm-hmm. so just like yeah i appreciate that i appreciate him i appreciate you <laughs> you're the man i dig it the artist currently known as the techno funk boy <laughs> like the thing though is micah is is sort of another case of where backlog golf wasn't geared for him in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. he keeps his backlog very trimmed up like he buys a game beats it moves on and like so he's he's kind like he he buys probably more new games than a lot like than you or i would but then he's also he's playing it he sort of goes through it he enjoys it and then he moves on um and and that's like the different flavors you know sort of you know totally uh so and and you know i i appreciate micah you know, on, uh, on a, cause he's, I'll tell you what, like one of the things that I, and this is not backlog golf r- related per se, like each one of our brochachos is just a huge encouragement, including Paul, even though he's sort of, he's, uh, I gave his secret identity away. Uh, he's, he's, <laughs> he's a, he's a poly come lately. Um, but you know, but like, you know, each one of these guys have, have been our friends for a, a, a while now. And, um, just like each one brings like a very different perspective and flavor and a different type of encouragement. And like one of the things that I love about Micah is he's always like turning me on to like, cause he and I share like that sort of like art game vibe. Like we're both huge fans of shadow of the Colossus and mm-hmm. like he, so like, he's always like turning me on to those, those weird PlayStation four experiences. I actually went back and replayed journey because of, again, micah's bite size and i was like (laughs) i was like like and so like there's just something about his like taste sort of i don't want to say mirror but like i find echoes of my own taste and so there have been things that i bought because of him um because i'm like well if micah likes this i'm pretty sure i'm going to or or Mm -hmm. it's like at least there's a case here for me to maybe dig into this thing a little bit so yeah um yeah, I uh, and I just like uh, and again, I appreciate the whole like, hey, he's not wasteful. He buys it, plays it, 
and then boop, he's he's good. Like you know, that's like there, there's a mentality there that I think is worthy of emulating in a lot of ways. Like don't buy things you aren't going to play. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. That I could learn a thing or two. No, well, me too. To- <laughs> I mean, but then I think I think if we were too much like him, we might not have nearly as much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> our podcast would be we'd be probably much better at brevity yeah that's that's true that's it probably yeah is flabby in a number of different areas uh including the gums um but yeah so that was basically kind of a look back at some stats and backlog golf and what that his his how that has shaped our the way that we've played games in 2019. But before we sign off, we have to ask the big question. What were your personal best and worst games that you played this year? Mm. Well, I'm, I'm curious as to, I have to actually speaking, you know, speaking of that devil GG, I'm pulling it mm-hmm. up and I'm, I'm looking, but what were some of yours? Cause I know that you're probably, you probably actually have an answer for this. And I mean, sort of, uh, well, see, my problem is that this is going to sound very similar because we did, you know, we, we stopped about halfway into the year and took a look at the games that we played. Um, one of the huge standouts for me is that I completed Octopath Traveler this year. Okay. And that one, that one broke my top 10. That is a baller Um, move. I just, I love that game. And so that one stands, I mean, outside of like Chrono Trigger, which it's, it leaves a weird taste in my mouth because I played the DS version this year. I mean, Chrono Triggers, if you haven't been listening, it's what it is my favorite game of all time, along with Final Fantasy VI. Um, So, I mean, that one would take the cake, except that, um, you know, the version that I played was the DS version. I completed it. So I finished all the extra stuff that was in that game and the extra stuff was, uh, you know, talk, we were just talking about being a little flabby here. It was bloated and rather than being pointless, um, to me, I I mean the, well, the monster raising stuff, I, I didn't even touch. So I guess I didn't totally complete it. Um, but that felt pointless but the extra story stuff to me took away from the original story. It didn't, it wasn't just like, eh, yeah, take it or leave it. It like actively hurt some of the characterization to me. Mm. Um, so while I, while I love Chrono Trigger, like that version of the game and that extra story stuff just really left a bad taste in my mouth is all that I'm saying. But Octopath Traveler stands um, just as I look at my list as like, yeah, that one's still my favorite game that I've played this year. Um, but some other standouts, I mean, th- they are kind of some of the longer experiences, but like Dragon Quest Eight was a great yes. time. Uh, like I said, enjoyed the Metal Slug games. Um, I know you're going to hate me for saying this, but even Silent Hill 2 stands out to me. And, you know, we spent three hours talking about it. So didn't, like you can go listen to that. Not because I enjoyed playing the game because I think I can say almost definitively that I didn't (laughs) for the most part. Um, But it has left one of the biggest impressions on me for the way to tell a story, 
to tell an interactive story. Yeah. Um, and along those same lines, the beginner's guide did that really well as well. Um, it brought up a lot of stuff and, and maybe in the future I'll do like a bite sized or something on the beginner's guide. Um, because that, that brought up a lot of things about the relationship between an artist and someone who interprets the art and like basically the boundaries between that and what is valid and things like that. So, um, yeah, the beginner's guide was great. Um, another one that stands out to me is brothers, a tale of two sons. Um, that's another one that honestly, I felt like it dragged on a little bit, like you were doing kind kind of some samey stuff. The gameplay wasn't the best, um, but it was unique. The very end of the game, what it did by using the gameplay to um, reach out to you as a player really uh, was unique. It was something that I had not experienced before forcing you to hmm. do some things that were difficult. Um, it, it choked me up a little bit and that doesn't happen <laughs> playing video games. Um, so those are, those are some of my standouts as I look back. Yeah. If I were to say the best game that I played, it was Octopath. That was my favorite, but, um, I did play a number of really good games this year. And I'm, I'm looking up, uh, brothers. I think I'm going to, cause you said that was a shorter one. It's short. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, three, four hours. I mean, it's hard to say because I didn't uh, play it all in one sitting. You know, I played maybe the first hour or two a while ago, you know, like a year ago, and then played the last half this year. So I, I just picked it up again. Uh, it's it's on my short list. So I just wanted to make sure because uh, I remember you sort of talking about like some of the impact and you were kind of like, Without getting spoilery, you kind of just said like the game kind of took you by surprise, and I'm like, eh. yeah, I've been. I remember playing like the demo for it on PS3 and being like, oh, this is pretty cool, and then sort of mm-hmm. falling off. But maybe that's something yeah. I'll sit down and and chew through before the end of the year. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, as far as like, I think honestly, for me this year, one of like the highlights was getting to. And I know we kind of had like mixed feelings about it when we were all, when it was all said and done, but some of the stuff mm-hmm. that we played together, like Psychonauts in September. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed getting to expose you to that. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Shadow of the Colossus. I enjoyed the exposure. Shadow. Um, having you finally play that. Like, like was those, that this year? That was this year. That was like the first game we played. Huh. We played that in January, I'm pretty sure. Because um, it's in my Backlog Golf 2019 thing. Huh. Even though I... Okay. I, yeah. But I'm pretty sure that we... Yeah. I'd have to look back. I could be wrong. Anyways. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I think like just as far as like favorite gaming experience, period, I would be remiss. And it didn't break my top 10, but I loved Doom this year. I loved playing it. I loved... Mm -hmm. just the run and gun like that game as far as just like sort of like hitting me like because i mean i think i even mentioned like shooters and twitchy shooters i'm i'm not really into those uh yeah i haven't historically and i was like i love that game i like it so much that i bought the vr version um (laughs) or the vr doom game um so 
I think like the fact I beat Earthbound this year, uh, which was a game that I had sort of stalled yeah. on several times, and that's like a classic. And uh, I definitely have to like you brought it up. Silent Hill Two was it left kind of a weird taste in my mouth, but I have to agree with you. It's like I didn't enjoy the game, but I do appreciate like I do appreciate it. And yeah, I. I, I think it is, is like, I sort of like fall sort of on just the, probably just the other side of that spectrum where I'm like, I just don't know if it's worth playing. Like, does it tell yeah. a really good story? Yeah. Uh, the way it does it is really compelling, but like, there's a part of me, it's like, I'm just not sure it's worth playing though. Like, yeah. um, yeah. so I, 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 like I said, like it's it's one of those games that sort of just sits weird and that definitely sort of impacted me. Honestly, I brought up that Burly Men at Sea earlier. And honestly, mm-hmm. I think out of all the things I played, it's sort of, it was like one of those things that I played and it was kind of like, it was just like, I played it for the platinum and it was enjoyable to a certain extent, but it was also like really kind of like, oh, this is an easy 100%. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. But uh, that was when I was trying to sort of like game the system a little bit. Um, I, I'm looking, just sort of looking through my list. I got to play Pyre, which I finally knuckled down nice. and played that. Um, like super giant. I just love those guys. Yeah. Um, sort of a surprise for me. Okay. Like I, I talked about Golf Story a little bit and how much I enjoyed it. I did a bite sized on it. That's how much I liked it. Mm-hmm. That was a fun game. Uh, Katana Zero, though was one that i sort of i didn't talk about a whole lot but that was definitely like a very i talked about it a little bit um yeah. that was like sort of a that was like a, a key moment uh that i was i really enjoyed that really like playing through that um at some point in time i'll probably play through it again um that was sort of a very high high water mark for me in a lot of ways i was like oh this is a really good just sort of like very stylish sort of side-scrolling puzzle action game sort of thing mm-hmm. uh uh i i would honestly say though my biggest sort of frustration or disappointment at the end of the year like uh, i'm looking at all the the stuff that i played borderlands the pre-sequel um okay i i i didn't mind it but it was like such <sighs> it was fun i had fun with the game but in hindsight i'm just like it's out of all the borderland games including tales it is by far the weakest like leagues Mm -hmm. the weakest and like that's some very like you know you're sitting it's like it's got some good ideas and it's got some you know there are good parts to it and there's some really good bones behind it but i think just like overall it just that game sort of tended to be kind of meh at the like it was kind of like yeah okay like yeah it was it was fine uh but yeah i i'd say like high water mark for me was doom and then um okay but i, I think like a, sort of going back my favorite thing was just like the stuff that we played together like shadow and psychonauts i'm trying to look and see if there's anything else on here that um notable uh earthbound uh mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah the metal slug games were a lot of fun too like thanks again for hooking me up with that that was oh, dude, yeah, dude. We, we both played azure striker <laughs> gunvolt and i yes. actually i played that because you were just like oh this game is really good and then i played uh-huh. through it and i remember being very frustrated in the beginning 
And then once I sort of got the 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 gameplay loop, I was like, oh no, this is this is pretty solid. So that was that was yeah. a good one. I um, after you started talking about yours, I was like, I I noticed that one on my list, and I'm like, no, that one too. That one was so good. Um, it was yeah, very so, good. Um, uh, that would that would make my best of as well. I even mean, though it was good enough that like I've actually been sort of side eyeing that Switch collection. And then yeah. there's that like that sequel sort of thing. Yeah, um, I need to look more into that because that one's a, the, yeah. I don't know much about it, but I know it's the same people. Yeah, the, those are like I. I mean, I just I feel like I didn't I didn't really play any like what I would call bad games this year. I think right. Like I said, Silent Hill Two left kind of a bad taste in my mouth, but it, even as you're talking, it's like. Can I put it in both my best and worst games of the year? <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of because like it left me feeling slimy it, and like overall just even mechanically the 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 play style was like the the experience was kind of like just rough. Um yeah. But like there was something there that like was really meaty and good and sort of like Yeah. at the same time like it like it elevated everything to like it, it was just like Yeah. It's that's a hard one. Like, yeah, it's like it's like it's it's really good, but it's also really not great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And you know, now that I'm now that it's popping into my head, uh, best of 2019, I'm sure Bloodborne is going to be there as well, Mm -hmm. based on how much I'm enjoying. You know, unless it just completely tanks for the last, you know, however long that I have in it. Um, No, I I, that one's definitely going to make it. I'm really enjoying Bloodborne. Um, I wouldn't put it as high as my love for for the other Dark Souls games, um, but it's it's still really good. Uh, so that would make it there as well. In terms of bad games for me, just because I didn't mention any, I agree. I don't know that I can say I can narrow it down and be like, oh no, this was a bad game. Like I did not enjoy this at all. Um, honestly, as I look through the list and see the ones that I would put as the lower as, as the worst games that I played this year was mostly because of um, disappointment rather than actually them being bad experiences. Um, so I was disappointed by games like Azuna two that I talked about. Yeah. Um, I, en- I enjoyed it, but it became a slog. Um, and, but I beat it. Um, so, you know, the, I, yeah, I liked it, but I can't recommend it. Um, King of Fighters 94 is not a bad game. It is just an old game and there are much better games in every other way. Um, so there's no reason to go back and play it. I did. (laughs) Um, so, you know, take that for what it's worth. Um, man, I feel, I feel like I'm just beating down on some of Wes's favorite games because he really likes contact. Um, but Elite Beat Agents wasn't as i just thought i was going to love it and so because i didn't um it left a bad taste in my mouth it's not mm. a bad game um it just the, the i like talk taiko a lot more um than elite beat agent so that one was disappointing for me um and then you know like we've talked about silent hill 2 was disappointing in every other way but the story <laughs> and the way that it conveyed its themes like yeah it it does so many things so well and so many things so poorly 
Uh, so anyways, let's yeah. stop talking about it's Silent just, Hill. Well, no, I mean, it's just been, <laughs> it, it's just been an interesting year and, uh, yeah, you know, totally. There's some stuff that, you know, I, I've sort of been chewing over and, uh, mauling over and, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, we'll talk more about it on our next full size, but, uh, yeah. You know, I think in some ways, just sort of looking at personal growth outside of the mm-hmm. gaming per se, uh, you know, obviously, you know, another year's come and gone and I haven't managed to memorize Galatians. And, you know, there, oh, yeah. there's an easy way to sort of fall into some discouragement, but I've been making some other progress and it's like, you know, the the other the other part of that is that um, for the better part of the year, the diaconate training and some of the reading and everything right, else has right. sort of taken precedence. And so, the, you know, not to offer that up as an excuse, but sort of offering it up as an excuse. And, <laughs> and uh, but. Well, shifting priorities. Yeah. And it, it's like, you know, God's word is obviously priority. And uh, yeah. the thing is like, I, I still intend to. Um, and you know, just even sort of talking about like going back to your bite-sized, like one of my goals is like, I'm that, that first quarter or first two quarters, I'm just, I want to go hard at it and just mm-hmm. say like, this is w- w- the most important, like one of the most important things I can do. But like the other thing too, is like, um, you know, I think in some ways I've been developing better study and yeah, like prayer habits, like it. This month has been bad, um, but you know, in in utilizing uh, the uh, the Table Talk magazine, and then just some yeah. of the, like, th- there are systems that I've developed that have been beneficial and helpful, and you know, there there's like stuff that's being implemented, and so like there there's been growth, um, and it it that's it's awesome. so easy to get discouraged because it's like, well, I should have done this, and it's like, yeah, okay. You should have maybe, but you didn't. And so uh, the other side of that is like, just, you know, the, to quote <laughs> Albert quoting um, Bruce Wayne's father, Bruce Sr., I think is or Thomas. Yeah, it doesn't matter, whatever. You know, why do we fall, Bruce? You know, so that we can get back up. And it's like, you know, you know, get back up, get back in the game. And, uh, you, you know, I think too, you know, on, just honestly speaking, like sort of a a bit of a criticism of backlog golf in a lot of ways is because it was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to play all these games and I'm going to drive down my score and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I think in a lot of ways, like, uh, and, and I think I, there was, there was some course correction at one point in time, but like, I think like in some ways, like the backlog golf really did, I played probably more than I should have at times. And so, mm-hmm. and, and other things were sort of sacrificed because of that. And, you know, but that that's part of like the, that's the cut of our jib is sort of talking about yeah. these experiences, talking about the things we're learning, talking about the things that we're processing. And so like going in, you know, looking at back at this year, there were a lot of things I wanted to do, like the Institute's reading and everything else. Um, that just after a while, I was like, I can't maintain all of this. Um, yeah and right so i made decisions i i was listening actually to the techno funk boy uh the retro zoo super show today 
Mm-hmm. Um, they were talking about how like, and it was it was a sentiment that I really appreciated. And so like, you know, so when people were like, oh, I'm too busy for X, Y, and Z, Paul slash Kai's response was, uh, well, you just, you're making different choices. Like you're not yeah. too bu- Like we're all busy. We, we, but it's like, what are you choosing in that? T-? And I was like, that's really good. That, that was like really kind of like struck me in sort of a, a way that I'm like, that's really good. So I appreciated yeah. that sentiment. Yeah. Just like, you know, it's all about the choices and, you know, hopefully we just make better ones. You know, we learn, we, yeah. we learn to make better ones as time goes on. And, uh, a lot of it is trial and error. And, uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, not to, like, I'm not trying to pile on anybody or beat anybody up there. I'm just sort of like looking back at my own sort of decision-making and stuff. And I'm like, okay, like there's some stuff here that like needs to be addressed and, uh, you know, move on, like pick it up, like move on and sort of do what you can. And uh, trust that the Lord is faithful and that, you know, and not to, I don't want to turn into a hyper spiritual Harry here, but, you know, he makes a promise to us and says like, you know, uh, I've started to work in you and I will complete it. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times I think we can get discouraged because we're not seeing progress. And like, you know, the fact that matters, like the, the potter is shaping us and, yeah. uh, and we just need to, Anyways, that's, you know, I didn't mean to get too into that, but it's like, I look at some of that stuff. It's like, you know, I think a gain, like a a personal growth thing is like, I have been able to exercise a little more self-control overall this year. I mean, I dropped about 15, 20 pounds. That's Um, awesome. I I still, I want to drop about 15 more. Uh, For the most part, I was in the gym two or three days a week. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, well, I you know, in my buddy's basement lifting weights. And it's like, you yeah. know, I, I yeah. set some new physical personal records, you know, it's pretty sick. And so it's like, okay. And uh, so, th- I mean, like there've been ups and downs and I would just say like, I am in some ways, uh, you know, I'm coming to it probably a little later than I, I would have liked, but you know, I'm, you know, embracing some discipline in in a in in a healthy way so i just yeah like press in press into that stuff anyways that's sort of no uh, that's fantastic and and i think um you know not to (laughs) hopefully this doesn't come off as you know just like praising ourselves here um but i think like stopping and reflecting on things um is really helps to see these types of of things like growth and different people are wired different ways um, I, I, you know, some people may, um, naturally kind of celebrate the, the progression that they have. Um, I don't naturally do that. So it does, it does require me to kind of stop and think about, oh, like the things that I've overcome sounds like too strong of a word, but any, you know, stopping and celebrating is not my natural, uh, uh, reaction. Um, so even just like stopping and thinking like, okay, how has backlog golf affected me over the past year? Um, and really looking into it, you know, like I said earlier today is when I realized I never purchased any 2019 games. Um, so like being able to take a little bit of time for self-reflection, um, it, it helps, you know, it, it able, you're able to see kind of the forest through the trees, if that makes sense. It kind of step outside of just the, the day in and day out, um, 
not drudgery, but you know what I mean, mundanity of, you know, the habits that you've set up and actually see, oh, look at where this has taken me, you know, like, look at, look at these things. And, you know, on the good side, celebrate the wins and on the bad side, course correct, you know, and see what you can do into the future to, to get to where you want to be and where you believe that, that God is calling you to. So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that, that's what, this episode was about just to take a look at 2019. Um, and then as we go into 2020, we'll, you know, we'll talk about that more next time. Um, cause that's about all the time that we have for this episode. Like we said in the beginning, uh, it, we told you beforehand it was going to be beefy. It has been beefy. We've, we've, we've stuffed this burrito. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, with rice and beans and grass-fed beef. Beef, yes. Of backlog management and personal growth. (laughs) I I don't know. It's we're I'm sort of falling off the rails at this point in time. (laughs) This um, that's okay. You're you're in a meat coma. You know, that's that's okay. You got you got the meat sweats here. Um. So what's going on in the group? Well, we'll tell you more about that next time because. As 2019 comes to a close, we're ending, you know, some of this, obviously backlog golf is ending. Institute 2019 only continues through 2019. Um, so we'll see what 2020 has for us. We definitely have some ideas in mind. Um, Nate had mentioned possibly doing the backlog arcade. We'll give some more details uh, on that next time around or in the group. So join the group. On Facebook, we're the hashtag Backlog Book Club. So check us out there. Um, But there are tons of different ways that if you want to get in touch with us, if you want to see what's going on, you can do so on Twitter. Our handle is at BBDowncast. You can email us directly at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. You can hit up our Discord server, which is we have a link for that in the description. I'm not going to read out every single letter to that. Um, <laughs> but if you want to reach out to each of us individually, you can do that a number of different ways. PSN, Twitter, Facebook, GG, all that fun stuff. I generally go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by... Nate underscore McKeever. There you go. Yeah. Keeping it it simple, keeping it clean. I like it. Branding. Um, Boredom. If you enjoy what we do here, if you you like the beef, uh, then (laughs) we would humbly ask to uh, rate, you know, review the podcast... Um, apparently that does something good for us. Uh, I do enjoy, you know, seeing the ratings that we do. And, you know, we've got a few five-star ratings and I love it. I just think that's super cool. People actually enjoy what we do. Um, you know, we would encourage you to subscribe so you can get future episodes. We do put out some form of content every week. Uh, but share with your friends. We'd love to get the word out. Sharing we can. is caring. It really is in this context. Yes. Uh, you know, regardless of, of whatever nostalgic cartoon shows that that term brings up in your mind, doesn't matter. In this context, sharing is caring. Show that you care by sharing. That would be fun. Um, and we do also have a Patreon. If you want to support us financially, you can do that over on Patreon like our other 
wonderful brochachos. Well, and, and and just to sort of plug the Patreon here, there are benefits. They get That's this, true. They get the uncut versions of these uh, these episodes. They get the bro hangs. And you and I have sort of bounced around uh, the idea of starting up the breakdown lending library. I don't know. We'll, we'll find something that, yeah. but like there's going to sort of, we're going to maybe work at uh, fleshing out like a, a network for people to borrow games and trade games and stuff. Uh, so, you know, because we, we, you know, it's it's just good stewardship in some ways we yeah. think we think uh but yeah i you know i i just i'm excited about some of the stuff that we're we're playing around with and thinking about uh putting into play for next year so totally totally and we consider all of our listeners to be our friends but if you're on patreon you also get benefits so that's yes. fun yeah T- tip yo podcasters. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Um, but until next time, next. Uh, until next, next time, time you Josh, hear the chimes. Uh, what should they do? You guys keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits in 2020. Also, Merry Christmas, mm-hmm. fools. Merry Christmas. Well, I didn't I guess, say Merry Christmas. I just said ho ho. I didn't say Merry Christmas, did I? No, yeah, this should be coming around, around oh, Christmas. Man. Hey, Merry On Christmas, Christmas day folks. in the morning. Ooh, I like it. I like Merry, it. Yeah. I dig it. Merry Christmas. Bah, humbug. <laughs> <laughs>